0: Welcome to the Shred the Spread podcast, episode 5, Preview Thursday. I am your host, Jared. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. Today, as promised, we are here with my pal, my yes, friend, indeed. my sports betting companion, Dianel mm-hmm. Dainese. what's going back, on, We back, Davey.
1: We back. We back live on Shred the Spread, man. You know, we have to come back next week. You know, we didn't. Last week of football was a uh, kind of a daunting one. That was a crazy, crazy week that happened last week, man. But no, we're back at it. We're gonna go ahead and attack these um attack these games now, man. I'm excited. Were you excited for this week, man?
0: Uh, dude, I'll tell you what. Anything can be better than last week. I mean, last <laughs> week entertaining, like wa- watching wise, extremely entertaining. It's always cool seeing the dogs win. But from yeah. a betting perspective and from a logical perspective, when you're on here trying to break down the games, you look back and you're like, damn, I sounded like a moron
1: hey man like I said it happens bro shoot like I said I, I, look, I look like a genius picking the Jets plus yeah seven. so um, I, look like, I look like a dumbass taking the, the yeah, minus you five. you know what we, we <laughs> you we, know
0: we did go head to head we we did go head to head we we went head to uh so I am oh one versus dino I took the Packers minus mm-hmm. seven and a half which in hindsight looks absolutely ridiculous he <laughs> took the Jets plus seven and a half which I mean I guess the guy just has a huge brain but um So quick little rundown. We're going to go through the Thursday night game. First, we're going to follow with the one o'clock games on Sunday, then the four o'clock, and we will not touch on Monday night. Monday night will be covered on the Monday edition for the next episode.
1: So make sure you all tune in the Monday episode.
0: Yeah. So make sure you guys check that out if you want the Monday pick. Um. We're going to go a quick re- rundown of all of these games. We're going to give our previews, our thoughts, a little bit of news that might impact the game. We'll look at some of the percentage of the bets, the spreads, and the total. Um, but then on Saturday, we will briefly go over our official pick. So today, we are just giving out our leans, uh, what we would bet if the games happened tomorrow morning, let's just say. Uh, but we do ha- each have a prop for the Thursday night game. Uh, We each are going to give out a first touchdown score, and then we're each Mm. are going to take a side. So we're going to go through the Thursday night game first. Uh, So let's get hop right into it. Thursday night, the New Orleans Saints are heading to the Cardinals. The Saints are on the road. They are a two and a half point dog cardinals are laying two and a half points 67 percent of the bets are on the cardinals and right then and there without looking at that first i immediately was like i really like the saints in the spot a redemption spot they Bengals came behind last game and beat the saints covered the spread um what are you thinking on this game man
1: well um well Honestly, I would take more. I would more than take the Saints here a little plus two and a half. I actually have them win the game, but like I said, the biggest I think the biggest thing about that goes into the fact that you know this this injury list that's going on. The injuries uh, kind of harder than last week as well. Marshawn Lattimore being out, not being not being able to be on Jamar Chase last week, and I guess D I guess D Hop coming back I guess validates the Cardinals season right now because we are another at their two and four and they just had the ugly, ugly, ugly loss against the Seahawks so but um we'll see um, um this is um redemption games for both teams um it's it's gonna be close but if anything i really got more faith in the saints than the cardinals right now just i just there's just a, just a certain feeling going on in arizona that i don't like see i
0: i really like the saints in this spot too i think two and a half points is more than generous uh i think i'm with you i think the saints went out right um to be fair The Cardinals are one of the worst home teams in the league. They're awful. They play their best football on the road. I don't know if it's when they're at home, if Kyler Murray has too much stuff and distractions around him. He can hop on the game at his crib and then come to the, you know, come (laughs) ready to play some football. But like he just, he just is a completely different player. I guess when he goes on the road, there's no distractions. He's dialed in. So truthfully, I think DeAndre Hopkins being back kind of, submits this line down a little bit because i think if deandre hopkins wasn't playing i think we're looking at a pick i think it's you know no spread you kind of pick what you think on the money line but You're um right. you know i'm with you man i think the i think even though the saints are banged up i think they get the job done so just real quick michael thomas jarvis landry marshawn Lattimore, andrews pete and adam Troutman are all out and deandre hopkins is back granted i think he's going to load up on Hop. For his first game back you know because he's not coming off an injury you know he's he's coming back from a suspension so the dude is healthy he's as long as he's been conditioning and doing his work yeah. off the field he's going to come back in form
1: right no, now. i heard so, i definitely heard d hop's been uh been staying in shape uh you know i've been reading that a lot lately you know Cliff kingberry said he has been staying in shape throughout the whole time so uh hey we'll see we'll see um like i said like like you said i mean i don't see why he went through the d hop now it's not like he has marquise brown at that moment and he's about to legit throw to receiver that's what two days into the system I don't know how he's even playing Thursday night football but he's there so uh he doesn't really have really much you can really rely on other than Rondell Moore that's been consistently there so AJ Green yeah I'm a big
0: I'm a big fan of Rondell Moore, man um yeah but like even if even when it comes down to the coaching matchup like Dennis Allen he understands what this team is and he's playing to their strengths like he's not trying to force this system to the players he's kind of letting them play with their strengths and cliff kingsbury dude i feel like he's such a system player like okay i don't care who is on this roster i don't care who my personnel is this is what we're sticking to and even kyler murray he said you know he wants to run the ball more and granted you know that's that's where he's, he's talented his speed his ability to you know maneuver through the pocket step up and get out of the pocket and you know they're, they're very they're trying to stay very systematic hand the ball off rollouts. And you can see Kyler Murray is struggling to put up points this year. And this is not the, the Cardinals team that we're expecting. to
1: see. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You expected, you definitely expected a lot of explosiveness coming off of a, a big contract payday that uh, Kyler Murray had and an extension for Clings, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, it's what, your second, what, third year into the system now? You know, it, yeah. it's, it's really kind of, kind of scary how you're having these problems into your I think what third year? Am I correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Third year. Yeah, I believe it's his third yeah. year. Yeah, they're they're both their third year going into this, man. I mean, you guys, I mean, them them two together has been through a lot, and then I, I believe they had a they had a playoff berth in one of those in one of those, th- in one of those th- these previous two years. I mean, so what's going on? Like, why all of a sudden now? Is it seem like the house of cards is falling down? It's not because DeAndre Hopkins. If it's because of DeAndre Hopkins, then we 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 got a you got a lot of problems and right, they, they have bigger issues yeah they have bigger issues right exactly they have bigger issues that's really what the problem is so we'll see <laughs> like I said this is going to be yeah. uh it's going to be one of them one of them battles going going out through here we're going to see um who comes out on top man so but I, I definitely got to same like, up, man
0: yeah so um a couple like we'll, we'll go through our props um but like real quick the the Cardinals have but one of the worst first half teams and I know I come on the on the this podcast and i emphasize like eagles first half whatever the spread is you just take it because they are just covering machines that is the complete opposite for the cardinals i don't care what the spread is take the saints i might sprinkle saints money line i'm probably going to take the spread you know it's just i you just got to keep fading it because the cardinals have just proven that they do not come out in the game ready to play they go into the locker room to get some adjustments now granted with deandre hopkins coming back I think Kyler Murray has that comfort blanket. Like, okay, you know, second and long, where's D hop at? Third and short, where's D hop at? Uh, he's still got Rondell Moore, so he's still got very like a lot of speed in the slot, but um, I don't know. I think I'm still gonna take some of I'm gonna take some of that Saints first half. But uh what is one of your favorite props in this game?
1: My favorite, one of my favorite props. Um concerning the fact that you look the Saints right now, like you just said in the injury report, they're without. Michael Thomas, and then without Juice Landry. So with Chris Olave coming back, you would definitely think he would get a lot more of the targets and receptions. Right now, his yard total is, I think, I believe it's 59 and a half, and I definitely took the over. I believe if the Saints are going to have success, they're going to really attack that secondary utilizing Chris Olave. And honestly, helping out, especially with the help of Alva Kamara, that's going to be a huge, huge pickup huge pickup so i run i'm running with uh my favorite bet is chris olave over 59 and a half receiving okay i i,
0: I think i agree on that i actually i like this it seems a little bit low for one of his best and only targets you know in this game um mm-hmm. but i'm gonna go to the other side of this game and i'm actually gonna take d hop over five and a half receptions you know as i as i, as I, mean, I said I really- earlier this dude this dude isn't coming back from an injury you know this guy was the number one option in this offense last year. He was the number one receiver. He had the most yards. He was getting the most targets. Uh, I just don't understand. Five and a half seems extremely low. I don't know if they, you know, if there's like a snap count or something. I didn't see anything on that. Like the dude is ready to go. So five and a half receptions, like I would not be surprised if he had that by halftime. You know, if if Kyler can get a rhythm going and he can hit him here and there each drive, like five and a half just seems extremely low considering the value. It's at plus one twenty five. Like Six receptions for plus one twenty-five. That seems extremely doable. I don't see how he doesn't get there. At least in production-wise, I, I, you know, I think he gets at least ten targets. And D Hop doesn't drop shit. You know, he's got he's got Larry Fitz hands. So I think five yeah, and a half receptions it. at plus twenty-five is a steal. Um, what do you have for a first touchdown score?
1: First touchdown score. I mean, we're gonna go right off the bat. Like I said, the, um, the Arizona Cardinals are a terrible. terrible first half team as you just pointed out before so why not go with the saints around here and why not go with the most reliable option alvin kamara here you know i believe like like i said he's going to really be able to attack the run game a little bit he's going to be utilizing the passing game and versatility always helps you when it comes inside the red zone and alvin kamara has definitely had the versatility to score any type of way inside the end zone so i'm gonna take kamara on that kind of a typical pick but Hey, take your money around with hey, it, man. He, yeah, it yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with it. Like he's, he's obviously the number one option. He's only getting healthier. He's seeing more touches every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go a little bit on the contrary. I'm going to take someone from the Cardinals since you took someone from the Saints. And... I think when they get into the red zone, there's going to be so much attention on DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to let Rondell Moore run free. So I'm going to take a shot on Rondell Moore first touchdown. I believe the odds are like 16 to one at some books. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is just simply because I don't think they're going to run it in unless it's Kyler Murray getting outside the pocket. But the Saints are 21st in passing defense. So I'm going to go on that side of the ball. If the Cardinals score first touchdown, I'm going to take Rondell. More So again, we're both on the Saints plus two and a half. A couple props we mentioned were DeAndre Hopkins over five and a half. Um, he, Donnell likes Jarv, or, um, Chris Olave over receiving yards. And then I also like the Saints first half spread or money line, whatever it may be. And then he's going with Kamara first touchdown and I'm going with Rondell Moore. So that moves us to the Sunday one o'clock games. And we have an interesting first game. We were talking about this a little bit before we went on air. Um, Browns are heading to Baltimore with a six-point spread. The Ravens are six-point home favorites. Talk to me about that.
1: Uh, Well, let's start off by saying the Browns let you down last week. All right, the Browns definitely let yeah. you down last week. We talked about that, how that was going to be your hell game. Well, yeah, your hell game came true. All right, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a hell game. But – um honestly this is this is this is disgusting <laughs> honestly to say the least the ravens minus six after they just blew a, a minus five and a half against the new york giants granted they're at home in mt bank stadium so i believe that's where a couple of those points came in from the vegas side of it their aspect of it but um i mean if anything i'm i'm definitely gonna lean towards ravens minus six you know at at the end of the day what like you, like you said we got the notes down here but browns or what against the run 20 something the browns 28? are
0: 20 28th against the run
1: yeah that's ridiculous you know what i'm saying and and what is and what is the raven strength running the football <laughs> run seems the like common yeah. sense i mean i mean honestly lu lamar might run free this game and i i and i honestly want to see him utilize i mean utilize his legs a little bit more too especially in crunch time like you said i I feel like last week that that big that nasty nasty interception last week he kind of forced that ball into a into no man's land and it got picked off by Junior Love and actually gave what the Giants their first turnover and I don't yeah, know how I was. Long, you know? I was-
0: I was surprised to see that, you know, that's some Carson Wentz shit. Like, you know, he's just he didn't want to give up on the play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah, no, that's okay, serious that's yeah. seriously some shit he does, man. He rolls out and instead of yeah. just throwing the play away and let's go back to the drawing board, you know, he tries to make a hero play. And granted, that's like that's all Lamar Jackson has been doing. He makes those unbelievable plays, and you're just like, Okay, this guy is ridiculous. But, you know, he gambled and Julian Love came up with a, a huge interception. Um so but i see i don't know man like a division game and slaying six points just seems like way too much to me um yeah of course i just i think i think if i had to pick i'd lean browns plus six so you know there we go going on opposite sides again but uh you know i I see like a a decently scoring game this is a bounce back spot for for both teams they both had very disappointing performances last week more so the browns and the ravens but you know Mm-hmm. The the Ravens outside receiver or outside corners are basically their late game weakness, and also on the flip side, that has been Jacoby Brissett's you know downfall is throwing the ball. Um, I don't know. I see why you take the Ravens minus six, but I just think in a, a division rough game bounce back spot from both teams i see the browns i think i'd probably lean browns post six i I think this is gonna be more so of a stay away game for both of of us i don't know if you kind of saw some yeah about say Uh, i don't think we see neither of us see value the line (laughs) the line is is way too sharp you know it's it's kind of like okay who's gonna win this is this game gonna be come down to a touchdown or field goal um i think i i think i see ravens winning this game like 28 24 though so um so I don't know. I think it's more so of a stay away spot division game. You really never know how these go because the Ravens game. could go out there and win by 30 points. And, you know, I don't think we'd be shocked um, if the brains, if the Browns went out. Right. I also don't think we'd be shocked. So, yeah, more so of a stay away game. So that brings us to our next game. The Colts are heading to Tennessee. Tennessee are home two and a half point favorites and the total is 42 and a half. Uh, looks like Jonathan Taylor should be back for this game. Shaq Leonard was a f- limited participant in practice, but I think he's trending to play. Uh, Julian Blackman, Naeem Hines, and Deion Jackson are all for- full participants. So both teams are looking pretty healthy going into this game. Another divisional game. So uh, that seems to be the trend this week, a lot of division games. But, um, you know, Colts plus two and a half. I, I, against the Titans, dude, I just, when I look at this game and I look at that line, I'm just like, you know, they're begging you to take the titans uh, uh i just i think this is a very similar one to the cleveland and baltimore you know like i just think the colts have been playing too inconsistent to project them to you know be competitive in this game and mm-hmm. you know the titans do the same shit. they just rely on derrick henry and when he doesn't get going they really don't have anything so you know what are your thoughts
1: well it to, to be honest with you you know this is reminds me of it reminds me of that game last week colts and jags you know, you kind of just pick one, and you kind of hope and pray for the best. And if you win, hey, good job. If you if you don't, well, you know, it's kind of a toss up anyway. But um, my biggest thing when it comes to this is um, just remember remember how you brought up how there's an internal struggle in the first half, but they just can't keep they just can't you know can't get it going. Yeah, I believe it's the same way for the Titans on the second half. I believe once they hit the no, I'm sorry, in the beginning. No, no, I'm sorry. The second half, yeah, I believe in the second half they tail off a lot. I mean, that's that's coming from when I was watching you know, the game against the Commanders and you know, Titans at the time, and they was bringing up like they, they have like one of the worst second half stats in the league as well. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm double check the fact check that. I'll definitely um, you know circle back on that again. But honestly, I mean, this looks like it's mainly a a get healthy game for Indianapolis. Everybody's coming back there. I mean, Shaq Leonard was a Shaq Leonard being gone is, is it was a huge deal. JT I mean come on it's JT at the end of the day if he ain't producing he's definitely bringing attention and on top of that you know Blackman, Hines, Deion Jackson for participants that's only good news man I, I would um I'm leaning I would lean Colts here
0: yeah plus I two think, and a half I believe I, I think that's the right side like you know JT is coming back he had a week off mm-hmm. he's gonna be like hes he looks healthy from what it looks like um you know I think he's just so due for an explosive game and like you said dude the Titans are not really good coach second half team. Like they, they're not creative in their play play call. Their personnel is like sluggish. They don't really have main targets. Um, you know, Robert Woods definitely looks like he lost a step. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I just, I don't, I don't like, I know Tannehill is, is like a Garoppolo, like a game manager, but you know, when the Colts have been extremely well coached and put together a defensive line, if they stop Derrick Henry and they, they force Tannehill to throw the ball. I just don't see how they can outplay and out the Colts in the second half. Like you saw Frank Reich kind of flip the switch. And granted, Matt Ryan had an outlier game. He threw the ball almost 60 times and had like a 78% completion percentage, which is ridiculous because that is unlike how he's been playing. Um, but now they go back to the ground. So how does that impact you know, Matt Ryan? How does that impact the play call? Does Jonathan Taylor see as many snaps as he did before he got injured? Um, you know, I think I lean Colts here too, but there's just so many question marks. Like this is extremely similar to the Browns and Ravens. Like it's hard to take a side, like you said, flip a quarter, hope for the best and whoever flips there is better wins, you know, but
1: that's just, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. one thing I will say about this is the one thing that will make people taking the Colts plus two and a half, it will make you feel better is Deion Jackson came out strong last game at at the running back position as best, definitely as a pass catcher. And honestly, with JT coming back, you know, he is coming back. I don't know if there's going to be a a snap count on him or not, but having Deion Jackson, that that performance last week was very, very promising. And you might be able to see him work some, work some, uh, working some snaps in there too. So it it always helps. You know what I'm saying? It always helps when you can get the load off of JT a little bit. I mean, Matt Ryan did throw the ball 50-something times, but Deion Jackson was right there to catch right on the dump off and it the distance so you know yeah if they want to go so, running yeah, back it's, it's, it's heavy they play. have
0: they definitely have the depth so you know you have yes, the yeah. you have the exactly. workhorse then you have heinz and Deion jacks who are very similar play styles but you know you have the depth so if they want to go run heavy uh two running back sense sets you know dump off and you know play action then they have the personnel for that but you know i'm I'm with you dude like this is just such a this is just a flip the coin pick uh, yeah but there i think we both of us would probably lean the coals um the buccaneers i mean this is just crazy how the spread keeps getting bigger and bigger every week and i feel like they're not getting <laughs> any better the buccaneers are heading Excellent. to carolina the buccaneers are road favorites laying 11 points i i am befuddled baffled like baffled. I, I cannot i do not understand how now granted, <laughs> The Buccaneers could come out here and absolutely whoop the Panthers ass. You got PJ Walker who is set to start at quarterback, um, but Julio Jones and Akeem Hicks are, are banged up. But like, do you really need them at the standpoint? I mean, the Panthers look like shit against the Rams. Uh, McCaffrey was really their only source of offense. PJ Tucker or PJ Walker, PJ Tucker, PJ Walker. It's <laughs> not throwing the ball more than five yards. It was a dump down to Christian McCaffrey and block and run like, you know, the Rams haven't been playing at well at all, and they looked pretty damn solid against the Panthers last week. Um, this is also a bounce-back spot for the Bucks, So 11 points seems so steep, but, like, if I had to take a side today, I it's crazy to say I'm taking the Bucks 11. I just don't trust the Panthers to stay within two scores of this team.
1: <sighs> this has got to be the most baffling and asinine insult that Vegas has really put out here that is ridiculous it's the fact it's not even the fact that they even have minus 11 it's the fact that they had minus 10 last week got beat and then you come back and give you a minus 11 now granted it's the panthers i get it man it's 11 points but i don't know at the end of the day what what has the Buccaneers struggled with protection on the inside derrick brown's coming derrick brown is coming he's not letting up Brian Burns is coming. He's not letting up. It's. i tell you what, this is Tom I'm Brady torn. might be, Tom Brady
0: might be picking his ass up more times than they score points. I'm you telling know? you, I am if he, telling
1: you. Did you watch the game last week? I'm um, not exactly. No, the, I didn't. Dude, basically, I kid we, you we, not. We, we, we saw the highlights. He was talking to that old line crazy on that side. Yeah, line. because was, the, was, the dude's 55 freaking years old, basically. And
0: he, he's getting thrown on the ground every play. Like, Man, you got a tech pop up, man.
1: Right. He said, My back hurt. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> from man. from carrying the
0: team, and picking his ass up every play. I mean, I just, I don't know, dude. That offensive line is really banged up. And like you said, the Panthers are going to be coming through. Uh, Leonard Fournette could not get shit going last week. He, I mean, he was like 20 carries for like 60 yards. Like, he, he, granted, that's not terrible, but like, that's not going to help them consistently get first downs. And the, the Buccaneers seem to be on third and long so often. And they, the whole first half, they didn't convert you know the the buccaneers scored one touchdown last game and they're 11 point favorites after that so i don't know man ryan suck up get your boot out you're going to be kicking a lot of field goals again and they just got to we just got to hope that the panthers don't score cuz uh, it's. i just i don't physically think i could click a button and, and take the panthers it's just they're, they're poverty franchise man like just just throw it away and start over <laughs> at this standpoint <laughs> i mean i so mean give me yeah. a break
1: so here's a, here's a, here's an interesting question for you, okay? I'm, I'm going to give you this one, right? So I know you said the total right here is 40 and a half. Are you taking the up, over? Or would you take over or under here? It, like, like, it's, like, this game is disgusting. Like, I don't even think I can even take spreads. If I were to lean anywhere, I'm taking points at this point. Okay, <laughs> let, let me <laughs> ask you a point, question. i points. Okay, let me uh, ask you a question.
0: Is, do you believe in the Buccaneers to put up four touchdowns? okay like i said i don't don't think i don't don't, don't think they have the time hey listen this shit is so low for a reason if you pick if you uh, let me tell you something if you go up if you go to your sports book or you go onto your FanDuel app or whatever it may be and you go scroll down to this buccaneers panthers game and you click the over seek help because you've (laughs) lost your damn mind there is no damn way you are thinking this game goes over forty points. I'm sorry. I mean, the Buccaneers exactly. could win this game fourteen to zero. The Buccaneers could win this game twenty-one to three. Like I just like the Panthers aren't going to score the damn ball, and the Buccaneers can't convert on third down. Like this is going to be a field goal fest and a punt fest. I mean, they're they're going to get player of the week from ten field goals. Like Ryan Suckup is about to have be a ninety-five overall. I'm at like. They're just – that's all they do,
1: man. They, he t- just
0: kicks the, the shit out of the wall every, game, every week.
1: Let me tell you let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right here right now. If the Buccaneers come out here and they have a close game, I mean even a scare against the Panthers, we, we, we need to ring the alarms. We, we honestly need to start ringing the alarms on what Tom going, what's going on with Tom Brady and his Buccaneers team. It's getting to, what, it's week seven at this point now. It's week seven, and you have to. This is now more. Tom Brady knows more than anybody. Now is the time to hit your stride and really get going. This it has to happen this game somehow, some way. This has to happen this game, man. I mean, because there's no way you're losing to no offense to my man, PJ Walker. You know, I still represent PJ Walker, but PJ Walker, and then you have a new head coach, second game. I mean, an interim head coach, second game with no offensive plan whatsoever, like you said, it was just basically PJ Walker passing under, like throwing the ball under five yards. Yep. Christian McCaffrey. You got like this, this, yeah, this has to to take care of business. And
0: I'm going to make one really solid ass point. I'll tell you what, the Buccaneers should be on like DEFCON 2, DEFCON 3. But the only reason they're not is because the Packers lost last week. And the Niners lost last week, so this shit is so watered down it does even matter. Everybody just add a loss. All the all the teams that you expect to contend in the playoffs, they just add a loss. So you know, if if the Niners went out and handled their business, if the Packers went out and handled their business, then the Buccaneers would be you know they'd be shitting bricks because that's that's a bad loss. Um, regardless, all of those teams caught an L, so they're all in the same boat. You know, it's not as severe. Granted, it is one loss, but it's not as severe as it should be uh, just because there's other two teams caught losses, bad losses at that last week. But um, speaking of the bad losses last week, one of those teams that came through triumphantly were the Atlanta Falcons, and they are heading to Cincinnati to play against the Bengals, and the Bengals are six-point home favorites. Um, they're projecting some points in this game. The total is set at 475 and a half and and there are slightly more bets right now on the Falcons. What are you thinking in this game?
1: Well, there's only reason. There's only one reason why they have more bets on the Falcons right now. is because they're undefeated on the spread. Right? They are undefeated. They they undefeated. Never lost. Never <laughs> lost. Not one. I don't know how <laughs> they. To me, they still don't know how to use their talent on the outsides when it comes to the wide receiver tight end. But uh, they're undefeated, man. And you can't overlook that. Bengals, like you said. Bengals, are, I don't know what to think of the Bengals. I mean, they're up, down, left, right. Sometimes they hit, sometimes right, they dude, miss. They're
0: typing out GTA cheat it's, codes.
1: Exactly, man. Like, exactly. There's, there's too many complicated buttons going on right now. It's as if they haven't found their fluidity. It's like I said, they have big plays, but they're, they're off, their total fluidity on offense hasn't even, even come close to what they were last year. Um, the line still has to gel, and I still believe they will gel. I mean, they spent a lot of money on that line. But um uh, I will give the Falcons props. They're gonna come to play. They're gonna come they're gonna come to play at home. You know, they ran the ball really well against the 49ers last week. They gotta be feeling good some type of way. I mean, this is tough. I mean, once again, this is this is tough for me. I don't think the Bengals are consistent enough to win by negative to, you know, get covered at minus six. But then again, I don't think the Falcons are talented enough to keep keep that plus six. See,
0: and you um... you know, you saying that, right, like, it almost makes, like, I'm, like, I think this is one of my stronger leans this week. I love the Falcons Mm -hmm. plus six. I went to the, I'm going to the well again last week. I was, you know, I was on here beating the drum to, oh, Falcons plus five and a half against the Niners. Like, how can you not take that? It's such a letdown spot for the 49ers. But it's like, it's almost like deja vu. The Bengals are coming off a backdoor win against the Saints. They're still playing ugly football. They're still having weird coaching decisions. You know, Jamar Chase just made several plays in that game, especially late game, and that's how they won. You know, they're not whooping anybody's ass. They're going out there. They're struggling to stay in these games, and they're coming from behind a lot of times. They did it against the Ravens. They did it against uh, the 49ers, not the 49ers, but they did it against the Saints, so I, I just – I don't know man. I just I just don't think how like how can you not take Falcons plus 6 here? You're getting 6 points. The Falcons are undefeated against the spread. They ran the ball down the 49ers throats. So that's what they're going to do. Um, you know, and if they get pressure on Joe Burrow, then I just it's going to be another ugly game. And with a total that high, I'm it just I don't know, dude. It, it, both teams are going to have to score, the Falcons plus 6 is probably what I'd bet right now. And I think it, you know, it might be one of my bets this week. I know it sounds disgusting, but you got to ride the hot hand. If the Falcons are undefeated against the spread, because the public is not giving them enough respect right now, so I'm gonna keep riding that inflated line. Like realistically, this should be like Bengals minus eight, maybe seven. You know, they should be at least a favor by a touchdown. But I don't know, dude. Getting the Falcons at plus six. I just I'm gonna keep riding that wave until it you know until it crashes. Hey.
1: Hey, they underfooted for a reason, baby. Because they've been because they've been uh, underappreciated. They've been uh very underrated. They they have been looked down upon every single week, and yet they just still come out, find a way to beat the spread. So I don't blame you. I mean, that, that, might, that might be just a play where it's like gut feeling, man. They've been undefeated against a struggling team that doesn't have that fluidity yet. Yeah, I will go ahead and take that plus six. So here's what I'm going to tell you. That will be my lean right there is that plus you six. You like the Falcons plus six you this You know, week? I, I – I like the Falcons.
0: It sounds, God, you know sick. what? No, no
1: no, 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 I'm going. I'm going against you there. To, this week, I'm going against okay, you. Okay, dude, we got I'm a lot of head to, head to heads. The man. underdogs. Yeah, the underdogs have was was a big factor last week. No, nah, I think the, uh, I think the big dog's is going to come out on top this week, man. I really think the Bengals minus six, and they're in Cincy. I can understand if it was in Mercedes-Benz Stadium out in Atlanta, but they're in Cincy, man. Like that, that crowd is still hungry. That crowd is still hungry as it is. They're not no slouches out there and come on man and in burrow in burrow we trust right see and chase we trust but, but
0: last week wasn't <laughs> even like that last week wasn't even like an outlier week it's just kind of been like a trend that a lot of, like it's generally you're profitable taking the points this year uh even it shows in the right. unders yeah, yeah because like you know usually if you don't hit like if you don't go over the games are lower scoring which means the team that's given the points you know they have a higher chance to, to cover the spread and I saw, sta- right. I saw a stat. I saw a stat. It was like if you bet a hundred dollars on every single under this year, you'd be up like seventeen hundred bucks. And that's just that's just Jeez. directly co- correlated to usually taking the points covers the spread because if there's less points in the game, there's right. less of a margin, and you know you have a high easier right. and higher probability to cover the spread. But regardless of that shit. Mm-hmm. I still like the Falcons plus six. The Bengals just have to show me that they can whoop somebody's ass one time. Until the Bengals go out there and lay 20 points on somebody, I just don't think I can lay that many points with them. Like six points is steep. That's two field goals. And, you know, they had a comfort behind win against the Saints and only covered four. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going hey, against Joe. the Bengals. I just, I they haven't, they haven't proven anything to me. Kind of like Zach Wilson. Like I just, I, need th- it. I still think the Jets haven't proved shit to me. And Zach Wilson has not
1: proven to me <laughs> that he is a
0: game changer that lily is all special teams in defense
1: but that defense did i know that defense did though that defense really did man so it's going out there balling but now, nah, uh, joe, joe i th- I feel like that joe the joe the, it's the time to show it man you know what i'm saying this team is not as talented they're probably gonna sit in zone because they know you lo- You know you like to beat, beat them on the blitz on man to man you know you got them dogs outside man just be patient, and find those reads, man, and let the game come to you, man. Zach Taylor, let's get a game plan going, get some play action going, get mixing going, get mixing going, get mixing going, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get, if you guys really want this fluid offense, right, you got to get mixing going. You got to get that play action going,
0: man. No, you I know. agree. I agree. I definitely think that's before. that's the recipe. You got to get Joe Mixon involved, and you got to get him getting his you know regular carries and his usage, and you know they could they could get, definitely get back up there, but. You know it's hard when you got right, when you play. got J- Jamar Chase out there just cooking everybody, dude. He's unguardable, man. He went from I don't know how to catch a football to I don't know how someone can guard me like within a couple games. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Falcons plus six. You're going Bengals plus six. Now these are leans again, so you know these are, nothing's official, but uh, I think I heavily lean Falcons plus six. So I might have to get my one back in our head to head if you end up taking the Bengals against me. But um. So that's gonna move us. Man this week, man. <laughs> so that's gonna move us to the Detroit Lions are heading to Jerry World. Cowboys are home seven point favorites. The Lions are expecting DJ Chark to be back this week. Um, Dak was cleared, so I'm assuming they're expecting him to play. And Amon Ross, St. Brown was also a full participant, so um, Lions are getting healthier. Cowboys are getting healthier, and the Cowboys are laying seven. What you think about that?
1: Well, here's what I'll say about this. I mean, it all depends on the quarterback. Is that coming back? You know, that that's that's the biggest question. Is, is that coming back? I mean, I know they're cleared to expect and they're cleared and they expect him to play. But even when he comes back, is he going to be that same You know, that same quarterback to start out the week. You know what I'm saying? I believe he might have a couple of bumps. He's rusty. I mean, he he did sit for what the last six weeks going into this game. Um. Granted, I mean, no matter what, it's it's better than Cooper Rush being out there. I mean, no offense to him. He did a wonderful job filling in for him. I mean, like I said, we thought the season was over for the Cowboys, and he proved us wrong, and so did that defense. But if I'm leaning towards anything here, boy, you know, because to me, this is a scary game. I, I just feel like this is a setup for Dak and them to go ahead and do their thing. But mm, I'll take, I I, I, would, what I would, I'll, I'll, yeah, I hate the Cowboys, but I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take the Cowboys minus seven here. If we're talking about money, I mean, I just think the fact that that defense is gonna keep that high that high profile Lions offense down. I mean, the Patriots did it what like the other week before their bye, what twenty nine to nothing yeah. at one point. So I, I believe that the Cowboys defense is capable of doing even better than that. Maybe not, you know, they're gonna give up some points a little bit. I mean, I hope so, but. You know, this is a this is a good game for the Cowboys. I believe this is a perfect game for Dak to come back and put up numbers and have him come back and be the shining star that everybody that Jerry and everybody believes he is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just um
1: I hope No, nah, this is I hope this
0: there. isn't Dak rushing himself back because he sees a good opportunity to like with no slack, you know. It's not exactly it's not like Cooper Rush is coming off of exactly. a win, you know, and he's pushing him out of the way like he's coming off a loss. So there's a lot less pressure because it's not like okay, he, Cooper Rush won last week. You're taking his spot. Um, you better go win the damn game. You know, Cooper Rush just lost to an, like his first test of the year, the Eagles, and Dak's like, okay, well, this is an easy plug-and-play slot. I can come right back in. Everybody's bitching about he lost the game. You know, they're going to be happy to have me back. But you, we saw this with Russell Wilson last year or the year before. You know, he came back with that same thumb injury, and he struggled. He, he wasn't effective. He wasn't throwing the ball well. He was turning the ball over. So, you know, I just hope this isn't Dak, you know, c- forcing himself back to the, to play a little bit early. Um, but I think these are two pace up teams. They both go out there and you got to remember when Dak is the quarterback of the Cowboys, they're like a top three team and you know, offensive pace. They go out there. They like no huddle. They throw balls down the field. Uh, they're not going to hide Cooper Rush. like I mean, they're not going to hide Dak like they were hiding the quarterback with Cooper Rush. They were handing the ball. Just, you know, maintain the game. Don't turn the, don't turn the ball over. Trust the defense. But Dak's going to go out there. He's going to launch that shit. He's going to throw it to his playmakers. He's going to hit C D Lamb. And you know, Zeke's going to get on the outside with Tony Pollard. They're going to catch passes in the backfield, but they're going to be out and running. Uh, the Lions do the same shit. You know, they got Amaron St. Brown back, and they're getting DJ Chark, so you have two threats. And Jared Goff has been slinging it well. So I think I lean the over in this game, 49 points. It's a little high, you know, but it's high for a reason. They know these teams are going to go out there and they're trying to score points. It's it's the battle of who can put up 30. So um, I think the Cowboys win this game, uh, but I do think it's a very high scoring game. So I'd like the over. I think Dak coming back, he's going to be he's going to be fire. You know, I would not be surprised if he throws the ball 40 times.
1: Nah, like I said I can't I can't knock you on that. Like I said, I can't knock you on that. I can't knock that. Um like I said, the only the my only my only uh pet peeve I have with that right now is like I said, is that is that Cowboys defense. You know what I'm saying? I know that Cowboys offense is probably gonna demolish the Lions defense, but I just I, I got a feeling, you know, the way the Dallas Cowboys defense has been playing, granted. Granted, you know, of course, against Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, a, a superior, a top top, the top team in NC right now. I mean, that's that's a huge difference. But I
0: just think, I think, yeah, I think the Lions are going to go down early. Yeah, yeah they, they have their own until... early, and they're going to, and they're going to pass the ball yeah. and try to get and back into the game. So I think this is definitely going to favor the over in this game
1: okay you know what and like i said yeah we're gonna leave like that i'm just gonna leave like that we're we're gonna see you know let's see how dak is when he comes back you know let's hope it's not rushing back. that's what i'm waiting so let's go to another ugly game
0: and this just so happens to be your favorite team the Mm -hmm. green bay packers are Mm -hmm. traveling to sorry ass fedex field to play the commanders man i'll tell you what you might be surprised but uh commanders are plus five which the packers laying five are you kidding me I don't care who they're playing. I'm not taking the Packers with points until they can prove that they can play football again. Um, (laughs) The commanders are plus five. And the funniest part about this, the bets right now on the public are split 50-50. So, you know, they think this is an accurate line. I'll tell you what. This line should be more like commanders plus two and a half, commanders plus three. Um, Give me the commanders plus five. Are you kidding me?
1: Thank you. Thank you. See, see, I'm just glad I wasn't alone. I'm glad I wasn't alone here. I mean, I thought I was, you know, being a little biased because this is my team. But let me tell you something. The, the Packers looked atrocious in back-to-back games against New York teams, right? They, Daniel Jones and the Giants dropped, what, 27 mm-hmm. against that Packers defense? Am I yeah, right? Yeah, the London game. Right? I mean, and that's all that's... Yeah, in that London game, right? Let me tell you something about this Commanders defense. All right, this Commanders defense have made has had eleven sacks in the past two weeks. Eleven sacks, six against Justin Fields, which is not saying nothing. I mean, you know that <laughs> that line is not great. And then they, and then I believe, they had five, yeah, five last week against. Yeah, it was it was six. I'm sorry, six against Justin Field, and then I think five um the previous week before. Montez Sweat is starting to come out hot now after starting off. First, the first five games without a sack. Now he has three in the last two games. Jonathan Allen is always there in the middle. Deron Payne is there in the middle. I mean, they each had a, each had a sack last week. and even, even the edge, even with Chase Young not there, Um, my man Obada got a sack last week. You know, I believe it's going to be a fest, man. I mean, if they're going to continue to drop back and pass the ball, I mean, the commander's defensive line is going to be there all day. Now, what it's going to depend on is that running game. You know, can they get that running game going? Because that's the one thing—that's the one thing at the moment the Commanders really struggle on. Uh, Maybe not the middle, maybe on the outside since Chase Young's not there. But I mean, man, this is like you said, this is—I think I have a hot take. Yeah, I think I have a hot take on this, right? So,
0: um, you know, I'm going to sound crazy, but I think if this this game had no Wentz, um, you know, I think I mean, if this game has Wentz, I think. I think I lean Packers because I just think there's so much more turnover there. He's more turnover. Exactly. Here, here's, here's how this comes full circle, right? There's no Wentz. So you got Heineke in there. That's going to help the run game because number one, Mm -hmm. Taylor Heineke doesn't hold on to the Mm -hmm. ball so long. Like Wentz does. Wentz is piss poor at play action. When he does a play action pass, he rolls out and he doesn't make a read. It's like he just takes a sack almost every single time. And Taylor Heineke, He's going to get rid of the ball. They're going to be able to run play action again, which means they can get an effective running game. I think Robinson is going to have a very, very good game. Uh, the, the commanders are going to take less sacks. Indeed they're going to have is. better field position because they're not going to be, you know, taking those long sacks. Because when when Carson, let's let's face it, when Carson wants to take sacks, he's not taking four-yard sacks. He's taking like nine, 10-yard sacks because he tries to make plays and he won't throw the ball away. But, you know, the Packers are still rough. They're looking, they're still trying to find their identity. Like, Aaron Rodgers still doesn't have a third down guy. Does he go to Aaron Jones? Does he go to Alan Lazard? Does he go to Romeo Dobbs? He's still trying to figure that the hell out. Um, him and Romeo, at the beginning of the year, they thought you know we thought we we're getting some connection there, but you know now he's kind of going back to Lazard, and they still haven't been able to run the ball. Like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon ran the ball like twenty times last week for like sixty yards. It was like it was like no production. So um, you know I don't think you're going to be able to run down. Washington's throat I still think you're going to, have to pass the ball and they don't have a terrible passing defense Aaron Rodgers is getting a lot of pressures so that defensive line for Washington is going to come through they're going to force the ball out Aaron Rodgers hands and he might make a mistake here and there but he's not going to have any time for his receivers to get open he doesn't have that safety blanket in Devontae Adams I just think commanders plus five points against the Packers is a slap in the damn face and if you're sitting here taking the Packers minus five after last week's performance. Like I just don't understand how the game total is at 41 points. This is going to be an ugly game. There's, I mean, the, the offenses aren't going to be flowing like they usually do. Commanders are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. Well. And I think I would not be surprised if they win this shit outright. Like I'm not kidding.
1: hundred mm-hmm. <clears> percent. <throat> honestly, honestly, I, I, I'm a, this is coming from a commanders fan. Okay. So I'm a, kind of just break it down to you in a commanders fan point of view, right? Taylor Haneke for for the whole for all my commanders fans out there, I know Taylor Haneke brings you guys a lot more hope right now. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, Commanders fans are pumped up right now. This is a chance, you know, granted we're not starting off season right now. We have a big dark cloud over this organization over our owner who could could not lose his team the team has not little great, the coaching staff is on the hot seat. I feel like there's something about Taylor Heineke that brings kind of like a, okay, you know, this, our guy's back, an improviser, somebody who's a football player and not a quarterback. You understand what I'm saying to you? I feel like when you look at Carson Wentz, what do you mean by he tries so hard? He tries so hard to stay in the pocket. He tries so hard to get out, roll out, and throw, and throw, and throw, and throw. He wants to prove he's a quarterback. I feel like there's a lot of times where Carson Wentz can use his legs a lot more, but he's thinking too much of the quarterback position and not just being a football player. I mean, you can see it. He's second-guessing everything. He's th- like, <laughs>
0: dude, a Commanders fan, it's and it's not fault. That might, have been, fan, it, that might have been the smartest,
1: most clever shit I've ever heard you say.
0: He's not a quarterback. He's a football yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. The dude's going to compete and Football listen, player.
1: and right. he is going he's to fun-
0: ball because number one, he doesn't think he should have lost his job. You could tell it on the press or the interview when they said, you know, Hey, what, what's your proposition on the Carson winch trade? He said, he didn't say, you know, I, I wish Carson the best. Um, you know, I think I'll be starting. It's going to be a good fight. He said, and I quote, well, the dude's making all this money. They're going to play him. And you know that right there. That's 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 not like him supporting <laughs> Carson Wentz. It's like, okay, bitch, you're making all this money. That's the only reason you're playing. You know, this could this could still be the Heineken show. And granted, I think after they go out and potentially beat the mm-hmm. Packers, Carson Wentz might be sitting on the back seat again. And then you got Philly 2.0, where he's got someone trying to take his Listen, damn job because he was being out there being a wrecked Isn't
1: team. it? And that's and that's exactly what I said too. And I was just sitting back thinking. Oh, man, he didn't broke his finger. There is no way he's coming back anytime soon. And when I saw he was out for four to six weeks, I said, well, this is looking more and more like Philadelphia <laughs> all over again. It's just – it's it's ugly for him. And I feel bad for the guy. I really honestly do because I feel like the offensive line wasn't the best either and he didn't get a fair shake with a good offensive line. But um, if Taylor Honekin comes out here and drops at least – 2024. 20, I mean, hell, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Last year against the Temple Bay Buccaneers, they dropped 31 with Taylor Haneke at quarterback. I know what this, I know what he's capable of. It's the same coaching staff, more weapons on the outside, the same tight end, you know. What I'm saying the same kind of line struggles, you know. But there's just you, you right now, there's a symptom optimism right now with Taylor Haneke being a quarterback. And I'm sorry to say that about Carson Wentz, but yeah, no, nah, it's the Heineken show. It's the legend of Heineken. to time to come back and be Aaron Rodgers, and I feel it. Commander's plus five, and honestly, you know, Commander's I, I out get right. what
0: you're saying, where, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I feel bad for Wentz. He has he catches a lot of bad breaks. But you know, at this standpoint, he's had plenty of opportunities to prove himself. He's not the quarterback that he was in that 2017 run, you know, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and he got hurt. He's not the same person. I don't think he ever will be. The guy is just he made a lot of, you know, fifty fifty plays, and all those 50-50 plays are turning into like twenty eighty. You know, they're resulting in turnovers. They're resulting a, a bad loss of downs, uh, a lot of lost yardage. It's just, it's not sustainable for a franchise to win. And he's, he's reckless, he's injury prone, he doesn't protect the football. And those are three essential things that your quarterback needs to be able to do. is protect the po- football, stay healthy, and don't have a bunch of lo- loss of yards and downs. Like that's just, you're not going to put yourself in successful positions to win, especially against good Discipline defensive teams so you know i think commanders plus five i think it's safe to say that you also like the commanders plus five
1: right yes indeed you already know it man hey and commanders hey rule of advice this week lay off the penalties don't kick yourself in the don't kick yourself in the gut here all right all you got to do is keep it clean football and i'm telling you the game will fall in place yeah, so if Again, the Commanders if can stay please.
0: disciplined and Taylor on, Heineken man. can just have a clean, efficient game, then I would not be surprised if the Commanders take this game. I mean, the Packers put it... The Packers look like shit against the Jets, and it, it wasn't even the Jets' offense. You know, it was special teams in defense. You know, they had a blocked punt. They had a blocked field goal, you know, and that's that's what the Jets putting up, like, no freaking points. So they had no offensive production. If the Commanders can go out there and play defense and get offensive production, I could easily see the Commanders win this game, but, you know... I think we're beating a dead horse at this point, so <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the Giants are heading to J- the J- the Giants <laughs> are heading to Jacksonville. Giants are three point road dogs. Jaguars at home laying three points. Sixty four percent of the bets are currently on the Giants. Um, I mean, the Giants are still finding ways to win. Come from behind wins. They had a great win against the Ravens last week, and yet they still find themselves as an underdog. Uh what are you thinking in this game?
1: Jerry, you already know how I feel about this game. This is this game right here. I was on the um I was on the app, the sports betting app, man. And when I first looked at the spread, I thought <laughs> I was on something for, for a second. And I don't do nothing. I thought I was on something. You telling <laughs> you you telling me the same team who lost to the Colts. You had a plus two spread last week against the Colts. Comes into this game against the hot five and one Giants. Just, just, just they just find ways to win, and yet the Giants still find themselves as underdogs. That is disgusting. Vegas, thank you for the free bet. That's how I honestly feel. All right, I'm taking. I'm not even leaning. I'm going Giants plus three. All right, I am committing to that. I think they're going to win outright. The Jags have definitely have potential. I I understand that in regards to that, Etn Lawrence, this, da da da. But sometimes you—it's the feel. It's not about the talent. It's about the feel. And this Giants team just got a feel about them. They just know how. They just find ways to win somehow, some way. A big stop here, a big touchdown there. Won't score for four possessions, and all of a sudden come back and score in in the second to last possession with. With late in the game that's just their mo that's who they are brian dable has his team fighting and this is the most fight i've ever seen from a giants team since tom coughlin you know like do you understand what i'm saying here like th- this team annoys the hell out of me because i honestly had them last in the nfc east but now we are you know wink wink but no, nah, who wouldn't? Who I wouldn't. wouldn't. Plus two,
0: I man. wouldn't. He,
1: like, honestly, I am it. on I mean. the Jaguars
0: <laughs> minus oh, three. Oh, this is part what? two, part Yo. two of the Jared versus Darnell. head to head? You think this, this is has not been a sustainable winning football team? They are getting lucky. No. They are getting lucky, and, and you're luck right. only takes you so far. They only <laughs> takes you so I far, said. and sometimes you need a little bit of luck. Luck beats skills sometimes, but I'm telling you right now. The Jaguars are at home. They've had a pretty shitty couple weeks. Doug Peterson is not losing to the Giants. He has coached against the Giants. He is familiar with the Giants. And to be quite frank, Daniel Jones doesn't even believe he's winning these games. Have you seen his reaction when he looks up at the Jumbotron at the final score? I mean, the dude looks like a deer in headlights. He's like, oh my god, did we just win? You know, I don't think... I think the... I think the Giants just love these negative emotion quarterbacks like Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. I mean, it's like two apples from the same damn tree where they still don't understand what the hell's going on even though they've been playing quarterback for several years. Give me the Jaguars minus three. This is going to be an ugly game. The only way I see this game getting out of hand is if the Jaguars start putting it on them because the Giants don't blow anybody out. They're not going to blow the Jaguars out. And you're telling me the Jaguars just have to win this game by a field goal at home? Give me a damn break! I'm taking the Jaguars minus three, and it's we're you're lucky we're not doing official locks today because I'd have some sound effect, emotion, you know. We're go- <laughs> I'm getting my one back. I told you I'm gonna get my one back this week. We're going head to head, so it looks like foreshadowing. We got Dino on the Giants versus myself on the Jaguars, and let me tell you, I can't wait to get back to one to one. We're gonna be five hundred, and then I'm gonna take off on your ass. Oh, you know what? It made me feel even better.
1: You know, whatever you say, cause don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, we got two other games other than this too this week. Look, trust me. (laughs) I gotta look, I got a sound effect for you too. That's, tell them to bring me my money. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you. I had to sit so far
0: back away from my microphone when you were going on like how the Giants are just the freest bet. And then I could not help it when you said, Giants plus three, who isn't taking that? I am. I am not. You know, like <laughs> that was so perfect. <laughs> oh man, it's almost you, like we're who do reading off the are, I am. Uh, Nah, dude. You know what? You you said you said a lot of the right stuff. but hey, I'm telling hey, you right listen. now, the Giants are coming back down there. earth. no way the Giants go six one, give me a damn break.
1: I love the Jaguars in the spot. Dude, l- listen. I I said, look, I got burnt from them last week. Look, and you can't be enjoying them. And I ain't joining that damn sinking ship. I'm <laughs> not I'm not hopping
0: him. on the Titanic while it's halfway under. Give me the damn Jaguars. <laughs> oh man, Saturday's gonna be a fun episode. Saturday's gonna be a fun episode. Uh, remember, Saturday, three to five picks. Don't go under, don't go over. Three to five picks can be. Uh, full game spreads and full game totals. We're not oh, yes we're just so gonna is. stay away from the half point or the you know, first half, second half stuff just in case anybody who wants to tail you or I, which uh after last week they probably ran away. But uh whoever
1: wants to tail us, they haven't right they have and, the full availability on the spread. And just Right, and just know, shoot, my locks are my locks. I go to Vegas with these. I go to Vegas with these picks. I don't play around. Nah. Oh, yeah, I'm these pretty. These sure, locks, we're both pretty sure transparent of what we're betting. So, um, last week
0: I was, <laughs> oh my gosh, if if they were, if the Eagles didn't cover that spread, uh, it would have been ugly for me. I would have been out there scooping up loose change off the sidewalk. But uh, nah, Eagles definitely came through for me. But um, we're gonna start heading. We're gonna so we have what one, two, three. We have four. Five games left four Sunday, four o'clock games, and then we have Sunday Night football. So let's get right into that. We have the oh, we might be against each other on this one too. Oh my gosh. Uh, Texans are heading to the Raiders. Raiders are seven point home favorites. Total in the game is forty five and a half points and sixty three percent of the bets are on the Raiders. Uh, let me let me guess Mr. Josh Jacobs fan. you like the Raiders here.
1: you you know what's funny man like i said we had these talks before man it's 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 the points man the points have been really winning the points have really been winning bro i i I have no idea my thing about the raiders is it's the like i hate teams who have this this substantial amount of talent but just can't seem to finish games when they go through it like i i am like (laughs) This is this is tough for me. This is really tough for me. I am a huge, like I was huge on the Raiders this year. I honestly believe they were going to take another step. I believe they were going to be one of the AFC playoff teams. Now, granted, they've been, they've been one play away for, the, for I don't know how many games. And this Texans team is, they're, they're not great. <laughs> they're not really good, honestly. But, you know, it's the points. It, it's Damian Pierce, you know, it's. This is tough. This is tough. If I'm leaning towards something in this game, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm taking Raiders minus seven. After all that being said, I'm taking Raiders oh my minus gosh, seven.
0: Here. Man, we, we might as well yeah, we it's, might it's as tough. As like get said, it's a pistol and go on a draw, a, a draw for a face off showdown, whatever it's called. Uh, because no. I'll tell you what right now, dude. I love their Texans this week. Texans plus seven. They're going on the road. The, the Raiders haven't Mm -hmm. proven to me like they can put up points but their defense has just been ass like you know i just they're coming off a bye the texans just they hang in games man like damian pierce is a weapon he's a he's a he's a really good threat they have brandon cooks they do uh they have nico collins and nico collins has been good this year Mm -hmm. he's i think he's like almost mirrored with receptions and targets and yards with brandon cooks so you know they have two very you know, vertical threats on that team and Davis Mills, he's not no push around, you know, he's not no PJ Walker. He's actually throwing the damn ball. Well, um, you know, Oh no, this is, this is more of a, I'm playing the number. And I think in this situation and the way this year has been going, I think I'd rather take the points than lay the points. So that is why I like their Texans plus seven. It's really nothing more than that. Like it's, it's, it's a play, the number, uh, look at the matchup. The Raiders haven't been dominating anybody. They had a good game versus the Chiefs. But other than that, they, they're not dominating anybody. So, you know, obviously, once again, we're on the opposite side of the fence. But I, th- I think Texans plus seven. And, you know, that might be actually be one of my main plays.
1: I, I, I actually really like it this week. And that's good, and, and and I understand that from a sense of perspective. Like I said, some games have certain funny feelings to it, and I like and I always love to play like the feelings aspect of it. I just feel like coming, like they said what didn't yeah, the Raiders, Raiders come off a buy? Right, like you said, Raiders came Texas, off, come Texans off a buy. Right? might
0: be coming off a buy too. I can't, I don't know if they played. Raiders anybody, are coming off a
1: buy, buy two Yeah, they're both. I think they're both coming off a buy. Right, they're both coming off a buy. <clears throat> so no team has really momentum at the moment, and I really feel like the way the raiders feel right now and the prisoner in, i really feel like they believe they're a way better football team than what they are i feel like there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up as far as um aspects of a new coach i mean it is a new coach and josh mcdaniel's running their home there i believe this is the week they often the officers finds it just the same way how i felt how i feel about the um who did i say who did i say find it earlier this week i forgot who but I just feel like the Raiders are gonna find it. This is a game where they they find it, they get their confidence back. I mean, Adams, Renfro, Waller, Jacobs. I mean, the, they're gonna put up points. They're gonna put up points. And I believe I I don't believe I don't believe that I believe here, here's my score of the game. How let's put it like this. I believe the score of the game is gonna be thirty to twenty. I, I can definitely That's see that. That's kind of how I the game is gonna play out. Oh. I really feel like like I said they're gonna drop 30. 30, 20 yeah, no, that, that's that's my that. perfect scenario. I, th- I mean, I think
0: truthfully, I I lean the over two um, but if this game gets ugly, which a lot of these games have been this year, I think I'd rather have the points. So, it, I mean, the totals forty five and a half, so there's there's gonna be yeah, some points right. in this game, I believe. But you know, I think I, I think I lean Texans plus seven. I just they're they're both fresh. They're coming off a bye. Damian Pierce has just looked fantastic. Davis Mills doesn't have to really rely on throwing the ball so much because they're getting rushing production. Um, I don't know. Give me the Texas plus seven, but we'll we'll see what we come to on Saturday. You know, all this could change. You know, we could <laughs> we could sit here going back and forth on on the preview show, but you know, Saturday this could all change. Right, but
1: yeah, um, oh my goodness. we've got
0: we've yeah. got a little turn like we got a little twist in this Jets and Broncos game the New York Jets plus one are heading to the Denver Broncos who are one point favorites so they have a one point spread on this game which makes weird and no sense to me the total is 38 points so I mean dude give me a break um Melvin Gordon is Basically, from the coach's mouth said he is set to be the main back, which is ironic because Melvin Gordon got ripped from that game and he didn't see any playing time like the whole fourth quarter. Um, It was really the Mike Boone and uh, Latavius Murray Murray show. They end up losing that game, which was an ugly game. But listen to this, right? Eighty eight percent of the bets are on the Jets. So people are betting on the Jets. Eighty eight percent of the time. 88% 88% of the bets are on 80, the Jets. 86% of the bets are on the money. So the squares and the sharps both love the Jets plus one. And, you know, usually when I see that shit, usually when I see that shit, I'm like, but like, how can you not bet the Jets? Like, how can you not? The Broncos look horrendous. They're not moving the ball. Russell Wilson, I think, dude, I think in the fourth quarter, or the second half, I can't remember what I saw. Russell Wilson had like 14 passing yards against the Chargers. That is horrendous. But the Jets plus one, like, make this make sense because I, I'm not understanding why the Jets are one-point underdogs.
1: I don't make any sense of it at all. I think this is just Vegas trying to play with my head. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I, I – the big the thing that kills me about it, right, is the set the the Broncos. Russell Wilson is always one game away from just breaking loose I, for some reason. like I don't know when that game's coming, but it's coming. And this is a straight setup right here i'm for me you know i know i'm going jets plus one i have the jets winning outright if in fact if i were in fact if you have any sports books that can adjust the spread i'm t- probably taking the jets minus two minus three to be honest with you and i'm trying to get some extra money out of that but but man like <laughs> like you said vegas ain't sold on vegas is not sold on zach wilson you see that Granted, i'm not I'll let you know they, they sold on, on, zach wilson. Wilson. They ain't sold on sure. russell wilson either sold on so, russell
0: wilson like dude this total is at third 30- listen this total is 38 points, and I am de betting on ba- uh, betting the under. That's awful. I just don't know how they're gonna score. Like, it's gonna be a battle of the defenses. Like, the punters are gonna punt the ball 20 times each, and they are going to try to kick 50-yard field goals. Like, I just don't see where the scoring comes from. Like, the Broncos have a really good defense. The Jets are defenses playing out of their minds. Sauce Gardner is one of the best corners in the league right now. Like, I just I just don't see how you could take the broncos and i don't see how you could take the over like i like the jets i like the under i think it's gonna be a slug fest i mean i'd be surprised if there were three touchdowns in this game dude i think the jets get one i think the broncos get one but i think it's ultimately going to come down to field goals um maybe safeties special teams plays like sala has the special teams buzzing over there in new york man like those guys are getting to the ball. They're making Working, plays boy. on special teams. And that's been the difference. The Jets the Jets offense hasn't been anything spectacular besides Brees Hall. And he's going to be running into the Broncos defense all game. You know, give me a break, dude. 38 points is a joke for an NFL game. And I would not be surprised if this shit soars under. Like, I would not be surprised if this is like a 13-10 game like Jets win.
1: We've seen it before with the Broncos.
0: That's that's what I'm saying. Like, no touchdowns. Like, the Broncos, dude, and they're on prime time so often. Get them the hell out of here. Move these – flex these games, man. We're almost in the middle of the season. Start flexing these games. Nobody wants to see this shit. Nobody wants to – and it's almost torture because everybody want to watch football when it's on, and the only game available is the Broncos, and you're going to throw, like, the Colts in there and the Chargers who have been struggling. You know, get them the hell off my TV, man. Um. I don't. I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah, literally, dude. And did you Miss see right. him slip that in at a press conference? You know, they were talking about the game. He said, "All right," and he said, "All right, Broncos country." And he walked away, and it sounds like that's oh, right. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, dude, get the yeah. hell off the mic. You know, and that whole report that him and Daniel Hackett, or I, I think it's Daniel Hackett, the head coach. Sitting at Russ's locker, Nathaniel. That's right, Nathaniel. Hack- I don't even Nathan- give a shit about. Yeah. It. I don't care about his name. Uh, him and Hackett sitting at his lo- at Russ's yeah. locker for forty minutes after the game, right. and Russ is sitting there with his cleats and shoulder pads on. Dude's a psycho, you know. Go, I don't. Danger, Russ is danger ass. Like I don't know, dude. Like, and you know, I think my biggest my biggest thing, and it's so hard to say because like I've never seen a quarterback go from like an A minus quarterback to like an F. You know, like, how did he have such a drop-off? Like, I don't believe this is Russell Wilson's, like, main ability. Like, I think it's truly the coaching. I think Hackett is just a terrible coach. I don't think he's competitive enough. I don't think he puts a drive. I don't think he puts his, like, he needs to put up his foot up somebody's ass to get these Broncos to play right. I think he has, like, his receivers, like, Judy and Cortland Sutton, I think they're just not, like, as seasoned as, like, Russ's previous weapons. Like, I don't know, dude. I think... Everybody was so high on this Broncos team and it's so bad to see how like terrible they're playing. Like, I don't know, man. I just, it, I, it's just, it's too many it's things going on to make sense I of it. Like like, of the Broncos should not be this bad, dude. They should be putting up points and they should be playing defense. And Hackett is an offensive minded coach. And that's been his weakness. You know, a lot of these coaches go to the teams and they're defensive minded and their defense is awesome. And their offense is struggling. But this is the opposite. He's an offensive coach. He's going to the Broncos. His defense is buzzing, and the offense is shitty. They're struggling to score a touchdown a game. Like I don't know, dude.
1: Isn't Hackett? I, yeah, isn't is. Hackett from that, from that Rogers, that Packers? Like, oh yeah, tree? I like Hackett.
0: Yeah. Which makes
1: it's no from the Packers sense. tree, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That's the offense. You can see it. That look, look at the Packers now. Without Devontae Adams, it was not the coach. That coach got a got a hot deal, <laughs> got a hot fresh deal off of Aaron Rodgers' coattails and off of Devontae Adams' coattails. He went there with the Broncos, and he is unseasoned. And at this point, too, let's, let's be honest. This is what Russ wanted, right? A lot of people talk about how Russ wanted to run his show, let Russ cook, kind of keep that going right now at this point. And you see the way Geno Smith is playing out in, C- in Seattle, and you see the way he's playing in the Broncos. It's not a coincidence throughout the first seven weeks, man. Like this is like you have to give Pete Carroll some sort of credit in the way right now from the way from the way Russell Wilson's looking right now, you gotta you gotta give Pete Carroll some credit for what he's done in that situation that Russell Wilson was in. But we'll see. I still believe in Russ. I still believe Russ can cook, man. And that I game's the, coming. Just the biggest thing, but from it's this coming. Is... You He's know, going to break out. He's
0: Pete Carroll down. is a 70-year-old defensive-minded coach, and his offense looks better than Hackett, who is a young offensive coach. You know That's just unacceptable. The Broncos have more pieces. Uh, I think I give the edge to the Seattle receivers just because DK and Tyler Lockett, and they can make plays anywhere on the field. But granted, their, their offensive lines are completely different. The quarterbacks are completely different. The personnel is completely different. It's just the Seahawks should not be balling out so much better than the Broncos like I just they, they got to figure it out this is this is a very letdown spot and you know the Jets plus one getting over 88 like 85 percent of the money and the bets is you know it's telling so but I don't know um we're gonna move on the Chiefs the Chiefs are heading that's to San Fran the Chiefs are three-point road favorites Kyle Shanahan and andy Reid both coming off a last a loss last week uh 49ers a little bit worse than the chiefs um game total is forty eight and a half points which seems about right uh but 82 percent of the bets are on the chiefs and my goodness when you called me this early this week and we're like yo the chiefs minus three we both sat there and we're like yo that seems wild i sat down i looked at some stuff and uh Man, have I had a change of heart. For some reason, I love this 49ers plus three this week. It might be one of my favorite bets. I just, Kyle Shanahan, back-to-back losses is like non-existent. Home dog, like non-existent. Like, I love the 49ers in this spot. Uh,
1: What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are simple. Um, I got burnt by the fact that that D line wasn't there last week because the Falcons ran all over that D line. So it really depends on the injuries, man. Like this is something that this is a game. This is a game for me where I would think of dang near game time decision late Saturday. You know, I would lean because right now I'm leaning towards the Chiefs minus three, but I do want to see how that defense comes out to look. This, this mostly comes back. Does Varek? Does come back? Yeah, I believe he and Williams are what? on track and Williams to play. And and, track to uh, play. Like is looking like he's, he's on pasted. track to play. He was. So tell me this: is Armstead playing? I
0: think Kenlaw was limited. I don't think is Armstead practiced playing? today. I think he did not participate.
1: See, but that's but those are big. See, look, that's why I'm saying I'm going to have to sit here and wait until like Saturday. My initial pick though is Chiefs minus three. Like you said, that that whole. If they, if they, if the cheat, if the forty niners, I feel like, but that plus three kind of helps them a little bit. But I really feel like it would definitely help once Armstead comes back and Ken Love comes back. Matter of fact, that spread might change later well, on about this week if they do come back. That that's a. That's I a think big this is a okay. Too. It's a big I'm going to speak to, to everybody
0: like. who's like, which isn't much, which isn't many people, but for people who like the forty ers like this week, like I do. Um, this line is going to move heavier to the chiefs. I can already see, I think it's going to close about chiefs minus four, which means you can get 49ers plus yeah. four, which I love. You get the hook from the plus three and you're, you know, you're sitting at a four point where, you know, if they score a field goal and the chiefs go down to score a touchdown, you're covering that difference too. So I still see this chiefs because the ham, the public is still going to hammer the chiefs. I don't know where the money's going to come. Uh, but I do really like the 49ers in the spot. And I think this is a wait spot. This is like a wait till Saturday night, early Sunday morning, because I definitely think this line is going to favor the Chiefs more. Right. So,
1: I'll change. Right. I don't blame you for that. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. that's a big difference. It's, it's such plus a, three such a and plus four the score is gap. a huge difference. Yep. Such a difference in the score gap. Because that's one that team that can score end up a the, and the
0: other team can score a field goal. Right. And you're still covering that um so you know that one point doesn't sound like a lot but obviously in NFL like every point you can get is huge so um that's definitely going to be a line to look for that's going to be another really good game dude the Chiefs are coming off a really good game to the Bills and then they run into the 49ers another really dominant defensive team this is going to be a good game dude but this is definitely where Patrick Mahomes has to pick it up and lead his team to victory you know it's just there's no ifs ands or buts he he, they they can't take back-to-back losses against two opponents that you know are potentially playoff matchups like you know they could see the bills at the, in the super bowl or um not in the super bowl they could see the niners in the super bowl they could see cheat or the bills in the playoffs so you know these these are two potential playoff matchups if the niners make it all the way and the bills are obviously going to make the playoffs so um there's these are going to be really good games but uh do you have anything else
1: Oh, no, 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 nope. I'm going to leave it just all like right. it is. Uh, all right, manage three. that game, cover that three-fourths for me, man. <laughs> it's it obviously
0: going to come down to injuries, though. You got That is what he does. As long as he can handle... That's what uh, he, that's he what do, though. That's what he do. Okay. That is what he do. But, um, all right, so we got two games left, so let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. We have the Seahawks, plus six, heading to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Chargers are six-point home favorites. The total is 51 points, which... Uh, which sounds incredibly high right now between the, b- both these teams' performance <laughs> last week, but 86% of the bets are on the Disgusting. Seahawks. Disgusting. And this might be one of the public sides that I really like this week. I think I really like the Seahawks plus six. What do you think? <laughs> My God, it's been a while.
1: Damn, we finally agreed for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, Seahawks, yeah, six. Yeah, that that plus six, man, it's, there's something about the Seahawks right now. They're, they're on. They're they just. They're just in a different, a different vibe right now, man. They're really rocking and rolling. They're really. You can tell that everybody believes in that system with Pete Carroll. Kenneth Walker came out and ran strong once again. Like I said, we we talked about this with the Seahawks. They always have a slew of running backs, right? The two, three, pretty damn good running backs in that system. Homer Travis Homer still out there. Kenneth Walker got his opportunities, you know. And Rashad Penny, you know, unfortunately ended his season like last game. And I I don't I don't know what's going on with the, with the Chargers offense. I mean Justin Herbert should be putting up historical numbers to me. But once again, it goes back to coaching too. Some of the coaching decisions going on over there in, in San Diego yeah, has been. Brian Staley's a dumbass. Um, cringy to say the least. I actually think the, uh, <laughs> literally, right. Yeah. That, yeah. Brandon Staley is stale. That's what the hell going on. He is stale. That team is stale. <laughs> the thing is, Yeah. Stale. Give me a break, dude. And you, you saw L- that JC Jackson got Why are we taking our tail? playmakers dude, off did the you field see that? because they
0: had a bad first half? Like if you want to instill confidence, you kick them in the ass, you tell them, go make a damn play. And you send them back on the field. You don't take one of your best corners, you know, obviously one of the top corner in the league. There's a reason why they wanted to sign him for all that damn money. And you do to pull him out of the damn game. Yeah, you know, give me a break. You know, they're lucky they won that shit because honestly, if they lost that, that would've been a huge talking point taking JC Jackson out of that game.
1: Exactly my point. And on top of that too, like like I said, there's a thing, there's this is thing called coaching. And um coaching make, co- trust me, I think coaching can make up a 6-point a 6-point difference, man. So, oh, yeah, I'm definitely rocking with the plus 6. I feel like they're going to run the ball pretty efficiently um it's i don't see it being even close to 51 i'd say more of like a 40 Like it's going to be like a in the 20 like a, in the 40s range to me but um no they they like they see the seahawks to me i mean like i said how can you not play the seahawks right now seahawks are hot off the spread as well man and they went in there and what to beat the cardinals and they had plus three yeah, and they won what 19 to what 19 to 9 you know so like they played pretty, and they, they played pretty, pretty. De- they put pretty good defense on a team that should be explosive. Granted, we know they have coaching troubles, and Kyler Murray's been struggling, but still, talent like talent I mean, wise, that team is pretty damn decent. And hopefully, the Chargers can know, find it's, it. It's, it's crazy, crazy we're looking at six point spread, I, think, spread and we, I
0: think we both convincingly saying like, "Oh, I could see the Seahawks winning this game." You know, like six points. You know, a couple of years ago, you're saying six points break. You're like, oh, exactly. I don't know about that, man. Six points, they're they're pretty they're pretty heavy underdogs. Um, but six points this year, it's like, uh, eh, you know, Seahawks, I could easily see them going in and there and stealing a game in, in Los Angeles. But, you know, the Seahawks are going back to back on in my opinion, two, you know, coaching matchups where they have the advantage. Pete Carroll outcoached Cliff Kingsbury, and he is going to outcoach Brandon Staley. Uh I just don't see how you can't take six here. I think the public is nailing it early in this week with eighty-six percent of the bets on the Seahawks, and I just I see I see why. Um, I think I'd stay away from this total because of the way that the Seahawks and Charges performed last week. And you're telling me you gotta get like twenty-five points out of them each. Eh, it seems a little steep, uh, but I'm with you, man. Seahawks plus six, I like it a lot. Um, so that'll take us to the last game mm-hmm. Sunday night yeah, sure. football. You know the spread. The spread speaks for itself, but I think we have a pretty good matchup. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Kenny Pickett was a full participant in practice. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if he plays. We also have the Dolphins, where Tua has gotten cleared, and he looks like he's going to play. Obviously, you have Teddy Bridgewater. So I guess we should really wait for the quarterback matchups. But you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if Tua is back this week um you never know it depends on the backlash from the league so uh we'll see what they do but it's either gonna be teddy or tua and i think it's gonna be Pickett. uh 54 of the Dol- bets are on the dolphins minus seven um 44 and a half total this is a difficult game to cap um it's hard to take a side you know it's if 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 tua yeah. plays i think he lights That's this same. team up you know, the team, say. the Dolphins have been playing pretty well. You know, they've gone through a second string, a third string, you know, back to a second string. And Teddy Bridgewater lit up the Vikings last week. He just, he had the ball in his hands too much. He, he threw those two bad interceptions and kind of, you know, took him out of the game. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was lighting the Dolphins, I mean, uh, the Vikings defense up. You know, now they ha- they're they going to Pitts or the Pittsburgh are coming to town. And, you know, they just, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers just beat the the Buccaneers. So, you know, this is, uh, this is definitely a tough spot. Um, Perfectly honest. I think this is a stay away, stay away game. Just kind of watch it and enjoy it. Uh, there's just, there's just, there's just too many like outside factors, like who are the quarterbacks going to be? Um, you know, where are we getting healthy Jalen waddle? Uh, last I saw he was battling something. I don't know if he's playing or not. I, I need to look into that a little bit more uh, by Saturday, but there's just too many re- like outside factors relying on this game. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to sit here and put money on the dolphins or the Steelers and then, Oh, we're, this is happening and this is happening. And it's just,
1: I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah. Stay away game for sure. Big stay away game for sure. It, it's the spread for me. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, if you gave me dolphins minus three and a half, Yeah. I, I could say i could see the like a like a dolphin's minus three and a half but seven is pretty steep considering the fact that like you said you don't know we, we know two is coming back but two is coming back from a from a two-week hiatus and the man was got his bell rung i mean I, like they said didn't he talk about his experience at one point like he really lost consciousness or something like that like it like, yeah, it's, he, was like he was like scary. out of it he didn't really know what was going on for a little bit right and there's one, there's, there's always a set of injuries that I don't play around with when it comes to a quarterback, and that's the mental aspect because you have to make those reads quick, fast, and make decisions on the fly. And getting your bell rung like that and being out with a concussion for two weeks, you're not going to come back processing as fast as you think they would. That, that's personally me, how I feel about that. Um, granted, you got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. They put up big numbers. I, I don't know how many times they put up big numbers every game, no matter if they win or lose. You know Tyreek Hill had what 150, 167 something receiving yards, and they lost 177 last week. receiving yards on a loss. 177 receiving yards on a loss. That is ridiculous. But um, it all depends too. I know Minka Fitzpatrick was out last week. I have to take a look. Is Minka Fitzpatrick was he was he a practice participant this week? you happen to know yeah
0: i think i think he was limited today but there's just there's just so many relying factors like the last the latest thing i just looked up was uh jaylen waddle he's they're optimistic that he'll play so you know being optimistic is you know very key so you know i think we're both i think we both agree this is just just such a stay away game you know you just don't know what you're going to get like this line is very steep and you don't exactly know what these starting lineups are going to be you know if you take the dolphins minus seven and you're rolling out there with teddy bridgewater and no Jalen waddle you're going to be like damn you know if you take the steelers plus seven, they're rolling out there with no fake of Minka Fitzpatrick and Mitch Trubisky, which granted Mitch Trubisky in the late in that last game um, for the Steelers against the Buccaneers, he la- he was lighting them up. Then um, you're like, damn. So, but you know, you also have the Steelers coming off a big win versus the Buccaneers. So are they due for a letdown spot? You know, it is Sunday night primetime and primetime unders, you know, those have been hitting like crazy. So, you know, if I did have to take a side I'd probably go with the under and just hope for a shitty game, but you know, I can only take so much of those, but yeah, I think I think this is gonna be a <laughs> stay away game. For, <laughs> I think it's gonna be a stay away game
1: for both of us. Yes, sir.
0: So, um, yeah. So, those are all the games we will cover Monday Night Football on the Monday edition with myself. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of good games this week. Uh, there's a lot of division games. There's a lot of, you know, spreads that don't make sense, but you could see a coin flip to whoever wins. Um, so there's some good football to look forward to. There's some really good bets to get on. Uh, it looks, it sounds like. A little bit of foreshadowing, you know. Donnell and myself are on opposite sides for a lot of stuff, so uh, the head-to-head head record, week week. the head-to-head record will be
1: on the
0: line. And I'm telling you, I'm ready this week. I've learned my lesson, you know. I've learned my lesson. I've got some good spots. You've got some good I'm glad, spots glad I'm too, glad you did. But, uh,
1: yeah, I know. It, it's uh, you know. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough week, man. It's gonna be a grinding week. It's gonna be exciting. It's probably the most exciting I'm gonna be this week. I just want to see where, where my spreads land. And trust me, going against you, I mean, you, trust me, you're like the mastermind, you know. I understand how you work, man. You operate well, like, a, you like engine, nah, boy. Hey, you operate like a smooth engine, boy. Yeah, Come but, on, man.
0: <laughs> especially hearing that from last week, man. Two and three last week could have been so worse. It could have been so worse. Oh. All of those games. Well, okay, the Browns were never really in it. They pl- they played like shit. But uh, you know, Packers, same thing. They play like shit. But Saints was a hard one to lose. That was a hard pill, hard pill to swallow. But um, yeah. So we'll go through Saturday. We'll finalize our picks. We'll go head-to-head on a couple. We'll put the head-to-head record on the line. And then we'll come back here that's Monday it. for the recap. See how we did. See how good or well, or good or bad we did. I think we're going to have a good week. One of us is going to have a good week, right? <laughs> if we're going to head to the uh, yeah. one of us yeah, has going yeah, to yeah. have it's a good week, we got, but we're, we're going to go about even.
1: Yeah, so yeah.
0: Um, that's going to wrap it up. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you listened all the way through, thank you so much. Um, you it, can follow us on Twitter at ShredTheSpread underscore. You can also follow us on TikTok at ShredTheSpread. Our podcast is available on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. You can choose your platform, whatever you like to listen to uh, this podcast on. We have episodes every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. The schedule is going to be Dino and myself on Thursday doing this episode. Then Danelle and myself on Saturday we'll go briefly through the games and give our finalized picks and our records up on the line. And then Monday I'll be doing the recap with just myself, a quick thirty, usually thirty minute episode, so we can see how we did from last week. We'll talk about the Monday night football game and we'll get a pick on that. So again, yes, thank you guys for so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, hey, please do us a huge favor and rate. And what's up?
1: Hey, just give you a heads up, man. Always remember, in order to beat the man, you got to beat the man. Woo!
0: Uh, let's get out of here, man! Thank you so much for listening to the Spread the Spread podcast. I'm Jared. That's my co-host, Dinell. We appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, we will see you.